Good afternoon, everyone. Cub Cooker here with the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Is Yahweh the Father that Christ spoke of? That's what we're going to talk about today on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. I am live in the studio today. I've got my dogs behind me, so you might hear them grumbling and mumbling um, because they want to go play and they are tired of me live streaming today. Uh, but I'm committed to doing two live streams a day. So if you guys want to check out the podcast, you can hit up my website at cubcooker.me, cubcooker.me. And uh, you can grab all of the stuffs over there, all of my social medias, all of the new merch, uh, as well as my book. What is up, 90 Kells? How are you doing? Patrick, how are you doing? Welcome. 74 Leathercraft, what is up, brother? Welcome. Hope you're having an awesome day. Uh, Alex Garcia, what's going on? Baraka813, uh, 901 Kells, respect. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Jacob says, hello, hello. So I'm going to talk today about is Yahweh the father that Christ spoke of? Um, and honestly, I'm going to put it out there, guys. There is data to support both theories. Okay. There is data to support that Yahweh is an extraterrestrial. And then there is data to support that Yahweh is uh, the father that Christ talks about. So I'm just going to put it out there that I believe Yahweh in most of his forms is an extraterrestrial or an angel or maybe even a fallen angel that is uh, not necessarily always uh, looking out for the best outcome for his people. Um, do I believe that the father maybe works through him sometimes in the Old Testament? Sure. Uh, but what we're going to look at today is kind of the the real differences between that. So uh, if you guys like, um, let's see, uh, 901 Kells says, oh my God, uh, we talk about this at church and I agree to be a fallen angel. Okay, so there you go. So, I mean, this is a theory that's going around, but I think it's totally worth talking about. I think it's really, really important. And if you guys like that I show up with this and you think it's important, please, please consider supporting me through my merch shop. Uh, I have the new designs. This is the UFO propaganda poster uh, that I designed, and uh, I've got it on a phone case for iPhone. This will fit like any size iPhone. Just select your iPhone. It is a tough case, like a drop-proof case, uh, so that's really cool. Then we have the poster, and then I have a bunch of other stuff. I've got the pillow, and then uh, that's another shirt. Let me find the other stuff. I got some cool stuff today, really getting better at designing all of these uh, merch pieces for y'all. So the UFO shirt is really, really slick looking. I love that shirt. I'm going to order one for me. The mug is awesome. I've got to have that mug too. I'm going to be ordering this stuff for myself as well. Then we got the uh, notepad and the poster too. So anyway, it's all on my website. If you guys want to support me, and you like this type of open-minded conversation, go check it out over there. I appreciate it. So uh, I missed the topic. Jerry says, uh, what is it again, please? We're talking about is Yahweh the father that Christ speaks about in the New Testament? Um, is he the God of gods or is he a little g God? And as I said earlier, uh, there's data to support both. There's 
there's totally, totally an abundance of data to support both. So I have no idea what my dog is doing back there. But anyway, like I said, these are live. So, um, you know, in Revelation, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I believe that's talking about the Father. Um, in Exodus, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. That can also be translated to the being, the being. Uh, and so the being, again, I see in a lot of different places. And, and in Enoch, we've been reading through Enoch. Enoch, even in the new chapter, we just jumped into a new chapter of Enoch. And I'm kind of loosely reading Enoch with you guys as we do these live streams. Uh, but we're formally going through Enoch on the reels and the short videos, uh, the TikTok videos, uh, wherever you find those. Um, the, I put them on all my platforms. So uh, we are in book two, chapter one, which is the first parable. And so I'm just going to read this. The second vision, which he saw, the vision of wisdom, which Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalel, the son of Canaan, the son of Enos, and the son of Seth, the son of Adam saw. So they're tying Enoch directly back to Adam here. And this is the beginning of the words of wisdom, which I lifted up my voice to speak and to say to those which dwell on earth, hear ye men of old time and ye that come after the words of the Holy One, which I will speak from the Lord of Spirits. So he's already defining them, the Lords of the Holy One, the words of the Holy One, the Holy One being an angel or a little g-god. But he says, I speak before the Lord of Spirits. So again, I think that's tying back to the Father that Christ is talking about. I don't think Christ came to release us from the letter of the law from his Father. I think he came to ransom us from another god or the gods, uh, the fallen angels. Uh, and we see that in the book of Enoch. We see that in Genesis. We see in Genesis that Genesis 1 is a creation story and Genesis chapter 2 is a maker story. That story of the maker story is where this matrix, this flesh, this imperfect world is born out of. Even though the garden is like seemingly this perfect place, there's even a theory that like the garden maybe was a different planet. I mean, look at Mars. You know, I, I love space exploration and travel and all of that. And I, I can't even fathom it, like what what it all is. I mean, we know some scientifically and then there's some theories and then there's some really wild theories. And, you know, what is it? What is it out there? Is it a mirror? Is it a reflection? Is it infinity? Is it the cosmos? Is it, you know, balls of burning gas? Are these things intelligent? Are they wavelengths? I don't know. I don't have the answers. I, I never said I did. Didn't come here to have the answers, but Nicole has a question. What's your question, Nicole? Drop it down there. I'd be happy to answer it to the best of my ability. Barb says, hi, tagged you on a post today about NWO. Uh, wondering what your thoughts are. Hope you see it. Oh, yeah, well, check it out. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. Uh, somebody said, oh, let me there we go. I, now I have comments. I forget you can swipe over and get the comments really big on here. So, 
somebody said, where was it? Um, not my God, Yahweh is the Father in heaven. Jesus is the King on the uh, right of the throne. Well, I believe that, but I don't. I'm not convinced that Yahweh is the Father. I'm just, I'm not there yet. Uh, in fact, the more I look into it, the more I go the other direction, and the more I go, mm, I don't know. And even in uh, in Enoch, sorry, my dogs. I don't have a babysitter for the dogs, and one of them is barely a year old, and she just wants to, you know, get into everything. So, um, anyway, um, I, I don't have all the answers, but I definitely know that there's something not right about the God of the Old Testament when you look at who the Father is, the characteristics of the Father. And here's why I say that, guys, because when you actually go and read about the God of the Old Testament, I've always had this weird suspicion in me and feeling that, and it's not just a, oh, I don't really like that God. It's like, is this really, is it really the same? I just, I'm not sure. What about Isaiah 45, 7? I have no idea. You guys throw these verses out there. I'm not a scholar here. 45, 7. I have to look everything up. I don't remember any of these verses. You guys expect me. Some of these people are like, you know, they'll quote 10 verses in one little quote to me. And I'm like, I don't know how you remember all that. Uh, let's read it. I form the light and create the darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do these things. Good, good verse to look at here. Let's see. Let's read it in the web. Um, and let's read the full chapter. Uh, yeah, this is Yahweh. This is Yahweh. So Yahweh says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held and subdue nations before him and strip kings of their armor to open the doors before him and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before you and make the rough places smooth. I will break doors and bronze in pieces and cut apart bars of iron. I'll give the treasures. I'll give you treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that it is I, Yahweh, who calls your name, even the God of Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my chosen, I have called you by your name. I have given you a title, though you have not known me. I am Yahweh, and there is no one else. Besides me, there is no God. I will strengthen you. I mean, so we get into that, yeah. And that's, if there's an evil entity, if there's an evil extraterrestrial who is has the power to make, has the technology, has the spiritual power to make, in fact, may even be Satan himself. Wouldn't that be the perfect deception? And wouldn't that being claim to be God? That's my thought. Um, I'm glad you have verse memory, Holy Grail. Good for you. Uh, I don't. Uh, the garden is in the North Pole, possibly. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, okay. Me either. Just uh, been uh, reading the book a while. Okay, good. Good for you. Um, let's see. Emmy says, thank you. Jesus confirmed, uh, that there is, uh, that he has come to abolish 
the laws and precepts and ordinance, but to fulfill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and why would he fulfill them? Because we're in a matrix created by the extraterrestrial gods. And why might he want to fulfill that so that we can break out of the matrix and we can ascend? I feel that the Old Testament, Yahweh uh, did some things that the God I know wouldn't do. Exactly too inquisitive. And um, my dog, I'm about to have to go uh, put her outside here. Uh, she's trying to eat my windowsill. So. so anyway, I'm just saying like, you know, if you hold the Bible above all else and you say that the Bible is 100,000% true, and that no word in it is infallible, then this is going to be a hard concept to talk about. But if you believe Christ was the way, the truth, and the life, and is in all of us, and spoke of a true God in spirit and in truth, and then you reference that against the Old Testament, you start to look at the Old Testament and go, well, we might have just put any mythology against this. He might as well have filled... Uh, Hindu law. He might as well have filled Egyptian law. He might as well have fulfilled Sumerian law. In fact, I think he did, by the way. Uh, we just don't have that story because for some reason, for whatever reason, we have the Abrahamic faiths. Those are some of the main, like the big, you know, the big world belief systems. And that's cool. I don't have a problem with that. But I just do question this God in the Old Testament who's responsible for two million plus unalivings, including children and animals and women, which are probably not counted in that. Um, I have an issue with that, and I want to know why. I don't, I don't understand, and that's why I'm here doing this. That's why you're not going to see other people that are bold enough to sit here and, and have this conversation. Because I don't know, guys. I just has to. I have to say something's not right in the Old Testament. And when we get to the New Testament, Christ is speaking about something a little different. I think. Um, Holy Grail says his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Uh, I think he did two incarnations of him all over the world uh, to all cultures. Absolutely. So, knowing that. His ways are not our ways. We have tried to make this God in the Old Testament and all these miracles and things. When Christ came and he talked about a kingdom within. And he did miracles that were more esoteric and meaningful rather than just. I mean, parting of the Red Sea is pretty epic. But we know now that there's extraterrestrial technology that can defy everything we think we know. And we've seen them. And they're still here and they're still around. So what is the bottom line when it comes to that? Uh, you can perform miracles. Absolutely. I believe we all can. Um, he said, you'll do greater things than I do. Um, goes on in. This is a great verse to read. Thank you for sharing this. Because uh, Yahweh says, the labor of Egypt and the merchandise of Ethiopia uh, and the Sabians men of stature will come over you and they will be yours. They will go after you. They shall come over in chair or in chains and they will bow down to you and they will make supplication to you. Surely God is in you 
and there is no one else. There is no other God. Most certainly, you are a God who has hidden yourself, God of Israel, the Savior. Again, they're looking for a God to come on the clouds. And they were not the only culture looking for a God to do this, by the way. And so if you buy into the idea that extraterrestrial gods walked the earth or floated around the earth or uh, worked on the earth um, back in times, ancient times, then it's not out of the realm of reason to think that these gods might have been worshipped and might have um, not always been uh, the nicest of, of entities. So, And especially right here, I mean, here's a clue, guys. Here's a clue. I will give you treasures of darkness and hidden riches and secret places. Like what what does that mean? That that doesn't sound like what Christ talked about. And so like we're going to get here and look at attributes of the Father. And specifically in the Gospels because here we can't trust, unfortunately, you can't just go and read uh Psalms and assume it's talking about the Father because it is talking about people who fear a God. It is talking about uh, trembling before the God. Then we have churches now that say, well, that fear is more of a healthy respect. No, they were terrified of these things. They came with fire and smoke and storms and famine and a iron fist. And I just don't think that that God changed character just because Christ came. I think Christ came to reveal to us the true, authentic God within each of us, the one that is the universe, the one that is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Mother, Son, all in one, that is in us. And said, the kingdom is within you. If thine eye be single, the whole body is full of light. He didn't say, go and part the Red Sea. Go do fire and smoke sorcery on top of the mountain. No, he was talking about this esoteric inward truth. Um, let's see, Psalms 68.4 uh, only mentioned because you said Psalms uh, only mentioned of Jah in our Bibles. Uh, Psalm 68.4, good, good. Uh, I like it when you guys uh, recommend. Psalm 68. Let's check it out. Um, I like reading in the web version because it gives uh, W.E.B., by the way, World English Bible. is going to give the names of God in it as well. So, um, yeah, to Yah, his name. Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Okay. I believe, I understand that they saw their gods. And people say, well, why don't we see God today? Well, we do see the gods today. But since Christ came, we're released from their servitude, from being under them. And so they don't have a reason to be as active around us and making us serve them, but they're still here. You go high up into the mountains. People see them all the time. People have these experiences with them. Um, I'm just saying. Now, I don't know what or where Yahweh is right now. Um, but he is always associated with the God of storms. A lot of pastors will say, and this is in, in highest respect to, to all, all of them, but a lot of pastors will say, 
That's because they believed that God controlled the weather. But if you really read and you really look at it, like they were watching this, they were, you know, worshiping him because he wielded physical control of everything within our atmosphere here within this matrix. And why would Christ fulfill all these prophecies? Why would he be called Yahshua? Yahshua. And as I shared earlier, that means to be delivered from, to be rescued. That means salvation. And people say, well, that means that that, that salvation is in Yah, is in, is in Yahweh. Well, I don't know that it is so much as his name was a challenge to that God a rescue from, a ransom from, again, more esoteric meaning. I hope this is making sense because, like I said, to me, it's just, it jumps off the page and I, I can't quit thinking about it, guys. I don't, I don't know where to go with this other than this because I'm a big believer in ancient astronaut theory. I do believe that these entities have, been here since the beginning of time i believe that they've worked on our planet you know the 1950s was full of this type of propaganda with these things people were enamored by them um i just i i think it's all there guys i think it's all there and when we realize that like these gods these gods are being worshipped because they're doing miracles physical miracles what type of savior would it take to release us from that law one that actually came from the father because i have to believe that the father's been here from the beginning and even in the garden even in the matrix even if you believe in matrix theory i believe he was in the garden i believe he was the serpent if you believe that both if you believe that god was in the garden with them and it was perfect and then because of sin they had to leave i still think the father is there but a lot of these theories fall apart even the modern narrative of these faith traditions falls apart at a certain point and so does mine i mean i'm not saying mine is a perfect one but i do think that it makes more sense i mean i don't know if it makes logical sense but it certainly makes sense chronologically with everything it makes sense understanding why would god be physical in the old testament and then spiritual in the new it would make sense as i shared earlier the word you know the, the idea of a rapture we're waiting to be beamed up when really there's a lot of evidence that it's actually not the elect that are going to be beamed up they're the ones that will inherit the earth there's, there's always a different side of the coin here, but I have to stop and go, what did Christ say? Because he's the guy I want to follow. He's, he's the one that I want to look like. He's the one that I want to rise to new life in me. Logic and reason are hard to apply to faith. Absolutely, but I don't think it's as illogical as we make it. I think trying to make God bipolar is a problem. There, I said it. I said it. And I think we've had churches do that for, well, thousands of years. Because he fulfilled that law, all of a sudden he's tied to that God and he's the son of that God. Just because that God was saying he was the only God, 
Wouldn't Satan say he's the only God? And didn't Christ say that Satan is the God of this world? And didn't Yahweh promise things of this world? Didn't he give land and cattle and riches and things from dark places as we just read? I don't know. I'm asking some hard questions today, guys. And I'm not sure. Maybe I'm live streaming at the wrong time. We had about 3,000 people on this morning. And uh doesn't seem like there's a whole lot on. But this is probably not a popular topic topic so you guys are uh you guys are in the minority here as far as uh being able to hear this message because not a lot of people want to hear it a lot of people love my content but when i talk about this it's like wait a minute you're blaspheming don't blaspheme don't be a stumbling block for people guys i'm not the stumbling block we have two thousand years of the stumbling block Pick up any Bible and that's your stumbling block because you cannot understand it. Somebody said, do you think the Vatican is under the rule of the uh, AC? I think the entire world is. In fact, I think all of our all of our systems are. And that doesn't mean just the ones that you think about as being systems, but I think... I believe in matrix theory. I think these things made this matrix. They made in flesh what God made in spirit. They cursed what God made in freedom. And that's what I believe. I think Christ came to return our consciousness and say, hey, you're free. I fulfilled their law and theirs and theirs and theirs. And all of those things that were telling you they were God. And I'm going to tell you a secret about God. He's in you. And he's in me. And we are one. The mind of Christ. The kingdom within. Father in spirit and in truth. When I was talking earlier about the two women at the millstone. And then the two men walking in a field that says one will be taken the other will be left. The word taken there, I broke down that root word this morning on the podcast, if you go check it out. Fancy Pants says, amen, totally agree. Thank you so much. Uh, Elio says, amen, thank you very much. The Bible has been rewritten so many times, Fancy Pants says. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. This isn't conspiracy stuff. This is just, it's just knowledge. It, it is what it is, right? Like, uh, we know that depending on what translation... You have, there's my dog with her toy, um, it's going to say something different, and you're going to get different understanding from it. That's why I have to dig so deep to find this stuff. That's why when I ask you guys to support me, I mean it because I want to keep doing this. I'm not just trying to, trust me, I'm not getting rich off of this. I want to continue this work. I want to keep digging. I want to uncover what has been lost, and I think that's really, really important. Uh, Jenna says, we have awakened. Absolutely. Anyway, I broke down this morning, uh, kind of the hidden meaning behind that, the word taken there, uh, which actually means to associate oneself with. And that's why I claimed, and I, I said, and I believe, sorry about the, here we go. I, this is one of those days, guys. I, I can't. I had somebody copy my account earlier and they were going around Facebook trying to scam a bunch of people. 
uh, trying to send them, you know, send money to this wallet address and blah, blah, blah. Guys, I will never, ever do that. Hold on just a second. Let's go out there. I'll be right back. Come on. Come on. Let's go. There you go. Okay. Go on. I love my dogs, but sometimes they will lay in here and they will be super chill, and sometimes it's playtime. So. so anyway, but yeah, the word taken Two men walking in a field. One is taken and one is left. But the word taken almost, almost translates there in the root word of it to awaken. It's not a stretch to say that that can also mean awaken. If you read it, it says to associate oneself with, to learn. Like, what... What? I thought that meant be beamed up. I don't know. But again, I'm sharing with you what a lot of people will never share with you because they're afraid to go there. Because it might change the narrative. It might change the school of theology. It might upset people. And I'm not doing this to be controversial. I'm doing it because I have the questions. And for the love of of all of us let's try to answer them because god there's nothing hidden which god will not reveal to us yet you have a god like yahweh saying he's going to bring stuff from dark places you have this this whole narrative with him where people are worshiping him and i have to wonder how many other narratives of the same entity are happening around the world at the same time cuz this thing can travel at the speed of light the fabric of time and space through the matrix because he made it. And then you have Christ come and he says, El, El Elyon, God most high, the father is in me and I am in the father and you will be in me. We will all be one. Tell me where that fits in with the narrative of beaming up to a spaceship. And the New Jerusalem. By the way, New Jerusalem is not the only celestial city that's supposed to, in the end times, come down upon the earth and hover above the earth, being, you know, thousands of miles wide and tall. You talk about the sun being darkened when disclosure happens, not because there's a press conference. We think these little balls of UFOs are real, but everyone sees them. And everyone confesses, oh my gosh, they're gods. The gods are back. My God and your God and this God and the God we call this and this and this. Everyone's going to associate those things with their gods. In fact, I think everyone, a lot of people are going to associate those with Jesus. Jesus is on the cloud. Behold, he comes riding on the cloud. Well, that would mean Revelation's not true. Maybe it's true. But maybe it was misunderstood. Maybe it's find out the mystery of. What does it say in it? Figure out the mystery of it. That's funny. Holy grail. Nice. Uh, let's see. Thoughts on. I don't know what that is. Let me look that up. 
You guys are way smarter than me, by the way. Um, I'm looking. Oh, CE5 contact. I have no idea what that is. Um, come on, Wikipedia. Where is that? Um, I will say something, and, and this may not be popular, but I don't think that contacting extraterrestrials to get any kind of divine knowledge is a smart idea. That's just my opinion. Um, like I said, you do you. Everybody make their own decision. Do your own homework and research. But I don't think it's a smart idea. I don't think that these things have their best, the humanity's best interest in mind. Do I believe that these are angels? Yeah, I do. I do. I think that, you know, angels, extraterrestrials interchange those. Uh, why in the Bible does it always say, do not be afraid? The angel comes in fire. Um, you know, there's this enfolding amber. It It's all there. We know they don't look like just shiny men in robes, you know. That's like a very Roman thing that we, you know, created. A very Western thing. Actually, a very European thing we created. But, um, so yeah, I think that these things are what we would call angels. I think they're supposed to be serving God. But when it talks about fallen angels, I think it means fallen these. And it makes, a, it makes way more sense when we look at it like that. Two Inquisitive said... Uh, Jesus said he came for the Jews. Uh, he came to set them free, Gentiles through them, from Yahweh's laws. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that everyone living in that region was under this spell, if you will. And how many other regions were under their own spells because of other fallen angels? If you look back to Tower of Babel, the Most High God says, I will spread you out among the nations according to the sons of God which was later changed to sons of Israel, which is a total, in my opinion, just totally deceptive. The sons of God being the fallen angels, being the gods. Literally, there are still some older translations of the Bible that say among the gods. Why is the Most High spreading out people on the earth among their gods? Because they were supposed to be you know, you got God saying, okay, you fell, you made out of what I created. Now you got to take care of it. Any of you guys that have kids, you ever walk in and, and your child has a dog or a puppy or something. And, and that puppy tore up the whole house with the kid. And you're like, okay, now you got to clean this up. And by the way, you have to feed it and take care of it. And all your allowance is going to go towards that now. I think that's kind of on a cosmic scale what happened with these things. And I just, I cannot get over the fact that something's not right. And when we start trying to justify the actions of Yahweh in the Old Testament, I can't, guys. I can't. And I, and I wish people would stop trying to because my God is light and love and truth and oneness. He is all things pure. He gives good gifts, by the way. No, he doesn't give a serpent. No, he doesn't give a stone. Those are allusions to what Yahweh was doing, by the way. No, he doesn't unalive millions of children and animals. God, the animals, there's one sacrifice in there that's like 25,000 cattle. 
it says that the the fluids from those were up to their waist guys not my god i'm, I'm telling you I've been set free from that, and I don't think it's because that is the same as my God, and now I can, you know, be around all that power, and I'm okay, and I don't have to do all that. No, I think that God actually had its talons into this entire world, and honestly still does, because I don't care if you're religious or non-religious. What if that's all part of, what do we say, the beast system earlier? What if we've been living in that system since the beginning and even since the time of Christ? Thoughts on Jesus being the chosen one to come teach people and the resurrection, Jesus and God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Colosso, I hope that's how I say your name. Um, do I think he was the chosen one? Absolutely. I think he was the logos of the divine father and mother. And that's where I differ. And I'm a little pagan on that. And that's fine. I think that the, the Holy Spirit is a divine mother. And I think that it's it's a beautiful story when you when you look at it that way. The divine father, the divine mother, their love creates the logos, the word, the son. So that plural Elohim created and said it was good in Genesis 1. Then all of a sudden, things start to get rough with Yahweh Elohim on the scene. And I understand you guys, and I get comments all the time, Yahweh's not his name. That's a representation. Like, I get that. I'm using the term Yahweh and Elohim because I don't have a human word to describe the triune Godhead, the plural God, the energy and spirit God, versus the extraterrestrial gods. I do my best to try to differentiate, but I do because that's the terminology ascribed in the names of God and in the world English Bible that I read from, that's my best way to to kind of put it out there. Yeah, I think one of the worst things for traditional theology was putting out these Bibles that have the names of God in it because all of a sudden people go, wait a minute, that's weird. Why, why are there... Why does Job have three different entities talking about Job? Why is there Elohim? And when you look up the root word of that Elohim there, it says the supreme God. And then when you look up, then it says Yahweh Elohim. When you look that up, it says the God of Israel. And then it says Hasatan, and it says the accuser. Why are there three entities? Two of them are betting on Job. Go and make his life suck and then see if he still blesses Elohim, the supreme God. We have to look into this stuff, guys. The time is now. The time is now. Do you believe in numerology? I think, yeah. I think when the matrix, I think when you start to glitch the matrix out, you're going to see, you know, 1111. You're going to see 222. You're going to see... Uh, two one two six one six like all these different numbers like compatible and back and forth and like I've I've seen that so much lately I never had experiences like that prior to 2020 and all of a sudden I can't even look at what time it is without noticing it's 12 12 or 101 or 111 or you know some iteration of that or you know um, six six one six or you know 
it's just weird. It's almost like confirmation that you're definitely living outside of, of the matrix, you know, in my opinion, somebody will disagree with me on that and that's fine. Man is not inherently good judging, uh, the past according to the present mindset. Uh, Michael Sexton. Yeah. Man is not inherently good because of our flesh, because if this thing actually created the flesh and the matrix we're in, then it's all created in sin. And that's why we're in sin. Not because we are sin, because in fact, we are God trapped in sin. See where I'm going with this? We're pieces of God that these things trapped in, in this flesh. And we have a chance to wake up and return to God. That's what Christ came to do. He didn't come to create more, more timelines and beliefs and doctrines. He came to create Christ. In fact, he came to release God back to God. Release the children of God, at least, if you don't want to go that far. At least the children of God. At least sons and daughters of the Most High. By the way, you and I have authority over the Matrix. We have authority to do the things that Christ did. By the way, that also gives us authority for this world to persecute us. It also gives us authority for this, this matrix to push back against us. And even what happened with Christ to the cross. Hopefully none of us ever have to deal with that, but I think he was really clear when he said, you got to be ready for that. Have you read about Inky and uh, Enlil stories? Yeah, absolutely. And there's some really compelling stuff with that too, like that the Egyptian gods, the Sumerian gods, um, the Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew pantheon really tightened it up with the one Yahweh God thing. Why would that God be so angry for you to have other gods, by the way? Why would he be angry when... Uh, Moses comes down with the tablets and they're worshiping a golden calf or a bull. What is that? That's the symbol of El, the God of gods. Why did Yahweh hate the Asher pole? Because that's a symbol of the divine mother, Asherah, the wife or consort of El Elyon, God most high. Then you have the Logos or the Word of God, which is Christ, which probably goes by many different names in many different cultures and probably came as an ascended master in a lot of different cultures. And maybe those cultures didn't send him to, to be unalived. Maybe the reason we have that whole Hebrew narrative is because that was the one where it really took as far as the Yahweh deception allegedly possibly again i'm not saying 100 percent. i just you know i'm given the the what ifs here so we can't know we can't know until we know right and the only way we can know is in here and that's the only reason i'm sharing this is because i do feel it in here and i do feel compelled to talk about this um, let's see. Uh, Fancy Pants says me too. Barb says yes with prayer hands. Thank you. The parable of the treasure in the field. The whole field uh was bought for the treasure. Few chosen. Amen. Absolutely. Very good. The God of darkness commanded it. Let there be light. Uh, yeah, and that happens in the second creation story too. Like I don't understand that because in the first creation story there was already light. It was permeating existence. Then the God of darkness had to create a light in the sky. Like, I don't know. 
so I hope I hope you guys are tracking with me on this. Um, again, I'm one of the few people out here that are willing to have this conversation because it's not comfortable, it's not easy, um, and it certainly is probably not well received if I'm right by these things. But I know that my God is love and light and oneness, and He protects me in all truth, and I truly believe that. So... And I believe I have authority over the matrix and even these. He said, even you will judge angels. So, yeah, there you go. Amen. My dog's barking. So, um, so anyway, I hope that, I hope this message finds you well. I hope this has been, this has been a weird uh, podcast today. Kind of a weird day for views even on these platforms. It's just been, been a weird day, but um of course it is Wednesday. Wednesday's always a, an interesting day. And the weekend, the weekend. Of course you guys have probably seen the stuff floating around TikTok about you know a potential timeline shift this weekend. And all I can say is I love you, be ready. I don't know anything that anyone else doesn't know, but um, I think we're living in unprecedented times for sure. So always be ready to take care of not just yourself, but your neighbor. So, and I hope that, uh, I hope that we all, uh, rise through this, whatever we have. We may not have anything, it may just be more, more sp- spectacle you know um talking about the 24th that's if you just type in september 24th on tiktok and you get a thousand different theories and conspiracies and so i had to address it at least i haven't made a video because i just don't really buy into that kind of thing because i don't like to perpetuate that but if something does go down as with anything in this world just take take comfort and love go within and find god there in that still quiet place not in the darkness not in clouds of fire and smoke not coming in the sky but within you and i think that's what christ came to show us so fancy pants says thanks for today cub blessings thank you clouds are flat on the bottom yeah absolutely I really appreciate you guys. Like I said, go check out the new merch. That is how I keep doing what I'm doing so that I don't have to uh, stop this. So uh, like I said, I've got iPhone cases. I've got the new posters. Um, We've got the really cool shirt here, the mug. I love that mug. So, Um, But I love UFO stuff. I've always been fascinated by it. I think there's plenty of them that still work for the most high God that are created beings that are holy and that deserve respect. So I love you guys. Hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you for your support. Peace. And I'll see you tomorrow.